0: Welcome to Talking Dairy, where we dive into the most important topics on the minds of New Zealand dairy farmers. In today's episode, we're discussing staff shortage issues on our dairy farms, what we learned from a recent survey, and what kinds of things farmers can do to retain their staff. Let's get into it with Jane Muir, DairyNZ's Lead Advisor, People. Jane, thanks for coming on the episode today. This is your, your debut on Talking Dairy? It certainly has been. Tell us a bit about yourself, Jane. What do you do here at DairyNZ? You've always struck me as someone who's incredibly passionate about the people side of farming. How did you end up here? What What does the day, the average day, look like for you?
1: Yeah, well, at DairyNZ, I'm the lead advisor for people, and that means that I manage the people area of areas of work that DairyNZ invests in on behalf of farmers. And I guess broadly speaking, we can split that into three areas. And that's attracting people to work on New Zealand dairy farms, growing those people who do work on New Zealand dairy farms and retaining those people who are working on New Zealand dairy farms. How we do that goes from influencing policy, developing tools and resources, working with key partners and stakeholders, and of course, always communicating with farmers and that's employees and employers who are working on our dairy farms. And then there's lots of things in between. So every day is varied. Yeah, it's always pretty much always a good day. And I really enjoy that variety of it. You talked about my passion. I am really passionate about the people area of things. And I guess I'm in this role because I genuinely believe that people are the most important part of any business, farming or otherwise. So the culture that exists in a workplace means those people working in that workplace either have a good day or they have a bad day. And I'm focused on making sure that people working on our dairy farms have mostly good days. And that's days where they know what they're there to do, how and why they feel valued and respected, and therefore they can contribute positively.
0: Let's get into the topic for today. What are the key staffing issues that dairy farmers are facing at the moment?
1: It's pretty clear at the moment, it's getting enough staff. But more importantly, it's actually getting enough capable staff staff. We just completed a labour market survey, as as you probably heard, and farmers replied in their droves. In just six days, we had nearly 1,150 responses, which is massive. And what they told us was 49% of those those farmers were short-staffed. And really worryingly, 24% of those, they'd been short-staffed for more than six months. So that's a concern. What they said was there's a lot of both permanent and seasonal positions available and they still need to be filled. So um, people are just worried, where are those people going to come from? When you look at jobs that are being advertised at the moment on farm source, they're like nearly double what they usually would be for any other year. The flow on effects of that, 58% of those farmers, they've just got increased stress levels and they're finding they have to work longer hours and longer rosters to fill those gaps. Other things that we would really worry about is about a third of farmers said they were finding it really difficult to spend time on strategic improvements, and as you would know, that's really important. There's so many challenges facing the dairy sector at the moment, and if you can't focus on that strategic stuff, this is a real concern for our future. Then there was some good stuff. So 87% of farmers had made improvements in the last 12 months to the working conditions, that they have on farm. The biggest one was increased salary and wages, so 65% had increased salary and wages. And then other big movers were improved rosters and reduced hours of work for staff. And then a real focus on upskilling and training and something that we're seeing more of, which is the implementation of more flexible milking routines. So that's where a farmer's milking three milkings in two days or 10 milkings in seven days is becoming quite popular because that gives the Normally, Saturday and Sunday are both once-a-day milkings. And then, of course, there's once-a-day milking itself, so farmers moving to those. One of the really cool findings about the survey was that it showed that employees do recognise and respond when farmers make those positive changes because 60% of farmers that made changes said it was easier to retain staff, and 25% said it was easier to attract staff so it just shows there is a bit of a sign there so when you've got the people on your farm they can more easily recognise that in the efforts that you're making so I think probably my summary of that survey is a lot of positive things but for the coming year there's really a lot to worry about we are incredibly short-staffed.
0: How have we ended up as a sector facing these challenges how did we get here?
1: When I think about that probably our accountability falls into two key areas. The first would be hours of work. For some people, maybe many, those hours of work are too long. So there's just too many hours of work in the day. So dairy farmers, we do pride ourselves on the fact that we're hard workers, and that's good. And it's true, but it doesn't have to translate. Hard work can be done in shorter hours of work. These days, people want work-life balance. And whilst we have some farms where 40 hours of work a week is the norm. There's more that are fifty and then there's somewhere at sixty. And for lots of people that just rules out dairy farming as a career.
0: But is that where some of those milking schedules you were talking about, three and two and yep. twice a day they can help?
1: Yeah, absolutely. They make it make a huge difference, obviously. <laughs> as well as the hours, I guess it's the early start. So if you're milking <laughs> once a yeah. day, That makes a huge difference, and that ability on some of those 3s and 2s and 10s and 7s to sleep in is significant. I personally think these changed milking frequencies is one of the big opportunities for our sector and the big opportunities for people in our sector. And I'll just sort of touch on the last one sort of reason is I guess our reputation as employers is something that we at least have to consider. In dairy, we have some of really fabulous employers, like some of the best employers you will ever see. And that's because of that mentoring aspect in particular that is quite unique to dairy and is probably encouraged by sort of the cooperative nature of the dairy sector. And we've got lots of good employers as
0: well. We're recording this in mid April. So the farming season's coming to an end pretty soon. It's a key time for employees who are thinking about a career move. Talk to us about why retaining staff is so important.
1: Firstly, it's just a great business strategy because your staff already have skills. They know your farm, they know your cows, they know you and how you like to work. And they know all the things that, you know, about their day to day jobs, which means that you can just carry on as normal, function normally and without disruption. So that's really important. That means that you're going to be improving efficiencies and doing things smarter all the time. And so you just get results straight to the bottom line. The other big reason, of course, is that you know, in a time when the sector is short-staffed and in actual fact New Zealand is short-staffed to some extent, retaining your existing staff if you can is just really common sense. If they go... Who's going to replace them? How long is it going to take you to find someone to replace them? And what will that person be like? So good, reliable staff are always sought after, and particularly in this kind of market. Something that we assume quite often in dairy farming is that people will move on after just one year or maybe two. And that's particularly true when people sort of are first starting out. We all talk about that this is the best thing for the employees to change farms and jobs and progress. But, you know, I do think this is a belief that needs challenging. Is it something that happens because it's genuinely the best outcome for everyone? Or is it something that we tell ourselves to make us feel better about the job we're offering and our workplace conditions, which maybe they're a bit more average and, 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 you know, we could do better? Or maybe it is that both parties, the employee and the employer, are actually being a bit lazy and they're making assumptions about what the other party wants. I really think, and this is the perfect year to do it, is that employees and employers should sit down or stand up and have a conversation, a really open one, about what it is that drives them and what they need from this employment relationship and see if there's a solution. Because I believe if people went and had those conversations, we could have quite a big impact on staff retention almost overnight. It's definitely worth doing this season. My final comment on this really is it just doesn't make sense that people would want to leave every season. On farming, that usually means that you're leaving a house at home. That's stressful. Like for those of, you know, moving house is really stressful. And oftentimes people are actually moving locations or regions and that's just not something that most people want to do every year. So why would people in dairy farming be any different? We're all human. It's something that needs to be challenged.
0: Are there any other key things you can think of that farmers can do to help retain staff and you might have touched on them earlier when we were talking about the survey about how farmers are improving their workplaces. What other key things can farmers do?
1: I've got a
0: few ideas here Ben and that. Because farmers tell us. So the
1: most important one is to be a good boss. Like be a really good boss. There's a common saying, people don't leave jobs, they leave bosses. So be a good <laughs> boss. And then ensure you have, a, have an awesome workplace, like a place where people want to spend time, a place where work can be satisfying and enjoyable. We spend a lot of time talking to employees about what they want in their dairy farm jobs And all of them fall under those two categories. But to be a bit more specific and helpful to people that are listening, what we constantly get told is get the basics right. So that is offer a safe workplace where people know and agree what they'll be paid and when for doing what, what the majority of their job will look like, the tasks that they will do. And if someone's paying rent for a house on your farm or it's part of their rent package, paying rent is better, by the way, then ensure it's good housing, warm, dry and safe. It's a place to make home. So that's the basics. But after that stuff is when the gold really comes in. And our employees constantly tell us six things. One, focus on communication. Be clear on expectations. Be genuine. Take time to understand. And remember to share information about things like farm goals and decision making because it helps people feel part of the team. So number two is be willing to train and mentor your staff. Take that time to show and coach your people. And as they learn, give them more responsibilities and trust that they can do it. Like, have that faith. And um, when mistakes happen, and they definitely will happen, then support people to reflect on those mistakes and recognize that's all part of good learning. And the mistake is less likely to happen next time. Also important is leading from the front. We get this a lot in dairy farming. So people want to be treated fairly and with respect. So that means if you want people on time and organised, then you be on time and organised. Like show them how it is done. And people do also value managers that are positive and calm, nice and calm, and they're also able to have a little bit of fun. That's mm. always important. Other things, I appreciate this is a list, you know, take time to get to know your staff. So understand what motivates people, drives them, understand their struggles, their goals, and understand that both for their work life, but also a bit about their other life, like their home life, and try and support opportunities that, allow achievement for what that looks like for them and for some people that might be making sure that they can get to their child's soccer game every week you know it might be quite little things and then the last one is really but it's definitely not the least is promotion allow a good work-life balance working long hours is not the only way to get work done and employees really tell us they value bosses and jobs that allow them to live a good life outside of work so it means good rosters reasonable and agreed hours of work and where possible flexibility whilst that seems like a long list we also talk to employers all the time and managers and i ask them like what would you value in a boss or when you were an employee who was your favorite boss what did they do and almost word for word they spit back those answers that i just said so Mm -hmm. this stuff it's not rocket science but managing people is hard like anyone that does it in any sector
0: will tell you it's hard if we're talking about farmers who actually need to recruit what can they do to make sure that they're hiring the best people for their farm not just this year but you know if anyone's listening to this in the future
1: yeah well i mean i think my advice would sort of be be organized and follow a process because Recruiting someone into your team is one of the most important decisions you will make uh, in your year. So get it right, you're going to have a much better year than if you get it wrong. So spend some time. In a time when there's a bit of a shortage of staff, it is really tempting to hire the first person that comes along. But in general, I would advise against that bad decision. And I think there'd be lots of farmers out there. Uh, and people in all areas of business that would say, yeah, we've learned that the hard way. My advice would be think about the tasks that you actually need done and the types of skills that you need the person to have and consider whether those skills can be taught or whether the person does actually need to hit the ground running. The environment we've got at the moment, that's a really important consideration. Think about, well, is the person going to be supervised or will they be operating solo? And think about the type of manager that you are yourself and the needs of other people on farm. Who's going to actually gel with that? Because a well-gelled team makes for much more enjoyable and productive work. Once you've got that list sorted and you're clear, then advertise what you want clearly and be realistic. So talk about the positives, always talk about the positives. But if there's something that's unappealing that you cannot control, if you can control it, control it. If you can't control it, i.e. it might be your farmers, the location is very remote, or it might be that there are very early starts to milking on your farm. Then you need to be upfront about that because otherwise you're going to waste your time with people that you know it's not even an option for them and then once the, the applicants start coming in then take time time to read the cvs time to ring promising applicants time to conduct proper interviews always 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 time to reference check and time to complete pre-employment drug and alcohol testing because it's all time consuming but this is your business and you want it to be successful, you've got to get the right person. So it's worth the time. And I guess just my last comment on that is if no one applies, try again, is the first thing, because it is a really short market out there and that can happen. But then do think about what's in your control. What could you do to make the job more attractive? What would make it more appealing? Is it more money? You know, a better roster? but also think about, is it your reputation that precedes you? Sometimes these are opportunities that you just have to look in the mirror, which is really tough to do, but think about it and then making changes, it could make a big difference to your future.
0: I was reading about a farmer the other day who found staff through a recruitment agency. Is that common?
1: Yeah, it is quite common actually, and uh, definitely something. If you don't have skills in the area of recruitment you've got a bit of a bad history with picking the wrong people my advice is get some support it is a learned skill and some people have it and some people don't and some people don't have the time so using recruitment agencies is a fabulous thing to do and i I suspect a lot of people that have done it once never sort of look back they obviously have access to pools of people who they know are looking for work on farms
0: so We've talked about the shortage of staff this year do you have any tips or tactics for different ways to recruit in such an environment like that we're in right now
1: yeah well i guess i've just run through quite a traditional you know that advice would be true for any year this year that advice is still true but i guess the message is also cast your net wider like okay. you think differently We have a very low unemployment rate in New Zealand, but the rate of underemployment, and that's those who could work more hours, is actually much higher. You know, really consider those underemployed in your local community. They're more likely to start as part-time or casual, but they can fill important roles in the team. And I'm always having farmers tell me about stories where they have made that work for them and it's been a, a really good decision so think creatively about about who those people could be in your community and how you could encourage them to come and work for you. There's also a group in any community who are the not working. Maybe if you change the job a little bit in either scope or hours, those people would become available. So typical examples would be the retired or students. So again, they're unlikely to be able to commit to full-time work, but they can absolutely fill gaps on your farm and often they can be really fabulous workers. There's also something we don't consider much, but some recruitment channels have a lot of support available. So if you employ work and income clients, it often comes with a lot of support, and that's sort of packages that help those people get the skills that are required of the job. So it could include training and in-work support, as well as a contribution towards wages. So don't rule it out, look into it. There's fabulous stories come out of this and you might be one of those people that's leading the field. And then finally, my last comment is in these different times, vocational training right now is free. So it's fully subsidized. I spoke before that career progression is really important to most people. Consider that when you're advertising, like can you support a dairy apprentice? because this might be the year to do that and it's coming with, it's fully subsidised and actually right at the moment employers get paid a contribution towards wages which I would add is because it recognises the amount of time that they will spend training their staff to get that apprenticeship. So it's not free money but it certainly is helpful if you're inclined to want to progress that which could be a really neat opportunity for, for both you and your potential recruit.
0: Yeah, that's a really cool point. Hey, uh, tell us about the kinds of things that DairyNZ does to help farmers in this area. You've obviously got a, so much knowledge and experience. What are some of the the key things you know our our team's doing uh, to make a difference here?
1: I guess we would summarise it as we're trying to ensure that farmers have access to the information, the tools, and the resources that they need to be able to be good bosses and provide those great workplaces that I keep talking about. We want to walk this journey with farmers. We know it's hard and we want to support them to make improvements because actually the way of the world now is that everybody's got to make improvements because if you're not making improvements, you're not even keeping up with the bunch. That's true in dairy farming and it's true in any business. We at DairyNZ, NZ, but also we know farmers, You know, everybody wants to have the best people available to work on the farm and that means we've all got to be on that continuous improvement road and so our job is to support people in doing that and to make sure that they can access the information. We can't physically go in and manage people for farmers, but we can help them in their ability to do that.
0: And I presume we, we're also involved in at the policy and adv- advocacy kind of level?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Like, we work really closely with government, and we're always sort of looking for what are the ways that we can, yeah, how can we influence policy to make it better for farmers and better for the people that will end up in our workforces as well. So, there's a range, obviously. Look at something like immigration policy, which is an area that ourselves, along with Federated Farmers, have done a lot of work in over the last few years, and we've had some really good wins. So, An example of a win would be there's now a pathway where any dairy farming employees can step through. So there is a pathway to residency, which is something that we didn't have before. So that's just happened in the last three or four months.
0: And that's really exciting. And are you optimistic about about where things are heading? Because obviously there's a big challenge at the moment. Can you see us getting to a better place on this? I'm always optimistic. I know you are.
1: Always optimistic.
0: (laughs) Uh, You know, look, I am optimistic
1: because somebody said to me the other day, producing food is the noblest of careers. I guess I do believe that, really. So you're sort of like in this changing world, and on one hand, it's all about technology and everything. But on the other hand, I think people are more and more connected to what's the purpose of my life, what am I here do what's the legacy more in a thinking sense that I want to leave and so the production of food and being part of that story caring for animals caring for the land nurturing people by the production of that food to me it all sort of resonates.
0: Coming back to that point we were talking about earlier where can listeners go to if they want help in this area Uh, if they want to get better as an employer or if they want some help with recruiting staff, any help in that area, where where can they go to?
1: The really easy one is to jump on the DairyNZ webpages, particularly the people ones, and that can be found at www.dairynz.co.nz forward slash people. Other options are to get involved in discussion groups, workshops and webinars that are either already focused on the area of people or actually go along and bring it up because everybody's got something to say. It is a topic where everybody actually can be an expert because we've all either been employees or managers. So we all do have an opinion and everybody's opinion is valid and it's a good place to challenge ideas and um, thinking. Another idea is to talk to other farmers directly, whether that be your neighbour or someone you admire as being a, a really great boss or through a service such as Dairy Connect, uh, where lots of people offer up their time to to mentor other farmers, and there's many that have offered to mentor other farmers in the area of people management. Uh, And then finally, there's a lot of organisations, including Dairy NZ Federated Farmers and Dairy Women's Network, who are out there working really hard for farmers on the topic of people, employment health safety and well-being and all of us want to engage with farmers on this topic so get involved ask us we're all here to help
0: awesome jane hey well thanks for all your time today and for bringing such passion and positivity to the podcast thanks for having me ben thanks for tuning into talking dairy we hope you enjoyed the episode if you'd like to check out more of our podcasts go to dairynz.co.nz forward slash podcast or find us on your favorite podcast platforms